ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Dying Time is here. That's right, we're talking about 1981's Wolfen on Kill by Kill. Well, greetings and salutations, Internet. It's your old pal, Patrick Hamilton, coming to you once again from the mean streets of New York City. This is the Kill by Kill podcast, the podcast that's dedicated to the uh, celebration of the least discussed component of any horror film, the characters. And we're going to unpack all the glorious details of 1981's semi-werewolf, but not really horror movie, but not really wolfen, in the hopes that a... Uh, a wolf creatures on victim is uh, they're untimely and it's just the beginning of the jokes we might make at their expense and as always there's only one person i trust to bring the coffee and donuts to the grizzly murder scene the one the only gina radcliffe how are you doing today gina i mean i i would bring the coffee and the donuts because you know that this has got definitely has a a character who who eats food over a grizzly murder scene bit which i love i love so much yes <laughs> uh, it seems to be a habit of almost every other person in the movie like everyone snacking down over the sight of dismembered hands still clutching guns <laughs> uh, this movie features at least three decapitated hands clutching guns oh what? yeah yeah this uh <laughs> yeah these wolfins are just like ah, fuck that what are you gonna do with that thing <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. I got your first, I got your second amendment, right? Now you got one hand. How do you like them apples? Um, when was the first time you watched Wolfen? Oh, I probably saw this when I was a kid. Um, the, the, uh, the average, the like, kind of like the shining. I feel like I, the, the trailer for it really, I'm sorry. They're mm-hmm. filming the fast and the furious out on my street. Apparently. Um, <laughs> it happens. uh, uh the, the trailer for it was, was very distinctive because it really kind of focused on the, uh, you know, the Wolfo vision, I guess you, you, you would call mm-hmm. it in which, uh, and, and it's yeah. a, kind of a cool effect, you know, but, but like, you know, apparently, uh, the, the, the wolf and they can, they can, they can see your heat. They can see the heat coming off of your body. Yeah. And, uh, and, um, heat. exactly. You know, like, 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 Wal- <laughs> like, like Mark Wahlberg sang in the uh, boogie nights. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> is his song in Boogie Nights about Wolfen? I, I think it might be. I think it might be about Wolfens. Uh, I, I just, you're going to have to remind me of this because I am going to promote the episode with a picture of him saying the body count continues in three and just let people figure out that it's horseshit that we're talking about Wolfen. I, but I probably, that, I probably, oh. I probably caught it like pretty much every other horror movie. It just happened to be on one night and I, and I watched it and mm-hmm. thought it was, you know, again, this movie, and I'm hardly the first person to say that it really suffered from coming out the first, the same year as the howling and American world in London. Um, yeah. Because it, uh, as opposed to those two movies, it's very serious um and and you know serious to the point of kind of a little corny in its message um oh, so yes. i think you know i think it kind of got left behind but then watching it as an adult i'm like mm-hmm. yeah, this is not a bad movie it's pretty interesting it, it's interesting I, I you know i think it's like a step or two away from being great and i think what it comes down to 
is that it never quite commits to nailing down exactly what the enemy is here. Like I like the sort of anti-colonialist, you know, repercussions of our past actions, this, the scion of this, of this real estate company that, that stole this land from the indigenous uh, people of Manhattan they're going to have their revenge by sending the wolf in after them and whatnot. Like that's, that's all cool. But also you do get the feeling that the filmmakers called around town to every effects studio and said, can you make me like a, a cool looking werewolf hybrid? That's it's not, it's not like a full wolf man, but it's more like a, a, like a crazy hybrid wolf. And they're like, I'm already making one of those. Sorry. <laughs> They called the next guy. I'm making one of those. Sorry. Called someone. I'm making one. That's weird. There's three people who want to do this. And they just are like, I don't know. Do you have a coupon for wolves? And so the wolves who show up in this are cute. And it just, it doesn't really say horror movie or I should be afraid of them wolves. They look like huskies. Yes. Yes, they look adorable. They look like they're panting and having a fun time and not a fun time murder time. Having a fun time like I enjoy the exercise and I'm getting out. It's not it's not scary. And they do a lot of setup. They, they try to jaws this motherfucker to keep them hidden for as long as possible. And then when they do show up, you're kind of like, why the fuck am I afraid of these doggies? Like they're very cute. Well, it's it's also the problem. One of the problems the movie has is it's inconsistent in its own mythology, in that mm-hmm. well, they're shapeshifters, but they're not shapeshifters. Well, they're real, right. but they're but they're also not real. But you know, they yeah. can some they can somehow you know leap through a window you know on the twentieth floor of a building. Mm-hmm. And then literally mm-hmm. just just blink out of existence when 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 they're you know they're caught or they're cornered, but also they're just running down the street later like a pack of wild dogs. And it's like you know right. it's like okay are are they real or are they not real? Because you filmmakers seem unsure of this. Yeah, and they like, do and not. They think that the unanswered question is more scary, and it's more like no, you're just leaving me with a bunch of unanswered questions that I really need answers to. Right. And you're saying that they, as you were saying that when you do finally see them, they just appear to be dogs. And yet the scene where Tom Noonan's character is killed, he's literally like smacked off of his, his motorcycle with what appears to be an arm. (laughs) And it's like, like, you know, it's either an arm or a large, like some sort of stick or something. It's like, okay, you know, dogs don't have opposable thumbs. How are they knocking this man? Right. But you know, off of a motorcycle. Like three of them got together and held onto a pole and then they <laughs> clusoed him off of a moving uh, moped uh, onto the ground. It just, they, you need, a they, they can't be predators to the point where they can see your heat and they can mimic baby noises, but also they're just dogs. That doesn't make any fucking sense. If you're going to tell me that a bunch of people transformed into these these wolves and they're half man, half wolves, don't show me 
puppy dogs at the end of this. It's ludicrous. They crawl up a 20 story building and then just dissing them up here like magicians. And then they're like, I'm back on the street, baby. And they like, like practically waggle a cigar in their mouths and take off down the street. It's, it's a weird fucking move. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, 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 yeah. It's the ink. The, it's, it suffers from its inconsistency. What it lacks for visceral thrills and a, a ton of gore and old fashioned horror movie stuff. It more than makes up for in just having a murderer's row of actors making choices, baby. <laughs> Every single person cast in this movie is going to listen. I'm not thrilled to do Wolfen, but I will do Wolfen if I get to do X and Y and the like. Throw in a Z and you got the job. <laughs> and every single person's like, great. I have a whole booklet of the way my character acts. Does it make any sense like a human being would do this? No, but that's what I'm going to do. And they all show up and act. They act to the ceiling. They act to one another occasionally. They do business that has zero to do with the plot. It's just full of 70s movie nonsense. And that's the part of it that I like that. And the fact that you are seeing a New York city that does not exist anymore. Oh, it's I just, lo- yeah. It's that's captured that's, on film. And that's actually God. one of my favorite, but that's actually one of my favorite parts about it is I, I mm-hmm. love like movies that depict New York at its absolute shittiness, shittiest. You know, I, I like this. Yeah. I like the warriors, uh, you know, you know, escape from New York, you sure. know, kind of just amps that up to, mm-hmm. to, you know, the nth degree, but yeah, you've got like these scenes that take place in the Bronx that basically look like a nuclear bomb went off and, and it, it is, yeah. it is wild. And apparently that, that's not created for the movie. They were entire. I don't have a whole lot of experience of being in the Bronx. I mean, it's, it's mm-hmm. has improved since then, but uh, <laughs> you know, apparently we're, we're on the street. It does not look like Germany. 1946 yeah, it does, does not have, you know, it's center. The centerpiece of the, the, the borough is not a bombed out church. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that was all legitimate, the actual footage that they filmed in. And yeah. I, I don't know. You know at what point although what granted was this to be like you know three o'clock in the morning you know i i'm just amazed by seeing a battery park that is completely empty because <laughs> because I, I i yeah i have been there numerous times and it is any time of year it is packed it's a tourist destination so it's it's yes, it's, yes. it's it's bizarre seeing you know like oh you know we're, we're high on cocaine let's go hang out in a desolate battery park where there's not even where there's not even homeless people there apparently. Yeah, no, no, no. Oh, well, they've been cleared out by the wolfies. So this movie's sort of history is that the the director uh, originally was handed this film with Dustin Hoffman attached, and at some point Dustin Hoffman was like, "I don't need this shit," and so the director's like, "All right, if the film's going to happen and I'm going to direct it, the person I want." for this is Albert Finney and everyone at the studio said, no, (laughs) no. When I think grizzled New York detective, I do not think Albert Finney. He's like, no, 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 no. He's an actor. He can do the job. And then like, okay. And this begins a very short, but very memorable run of what I like to call the subgenre of 
Albert Finney is kind of American now because he does not do a great American accent. It is truly a Monty Python impression of what a, a what an American is. Or it's like, or it's like that. that it's doing. like that. Uh, that you know, Eddie Murphy. Uh, you know, this is how a white man talks. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. It's like yes, I'm a New I'm, York City cop. I'm a New York City cop. Here I am eating the hot dog. Do you know that I enjoy these hot dogs with their sauerkraut? Like, oh, I, I show Albert, up. Albert, Albert. I show up for an, in a murder scene wearing a sweatsuit because that seems very American. <laughs> it is weird that this movie spends so much time going. Albert Finney's a fat ass. Look at how fat he is. Look how, look at this fat fatty. He is so fat. And you're like, I don't know, maybe he could lose 15, but he seems to be in decent shape. And it spends a lot of time focusing the camera on his very flat ass. A heavier person would have a bigger ass. I hate to tell everyone. He does eat a lot though. He does eat a lot. That's happening, but it's more like, He's doing like he's working on that Brad Pitt thing where it's like, no, 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 no. I'm an actor who eats and like, I guess he's got business or whatever. But the whole idea that like he's just this chunky monkey who can't stay on the force because he he, he can't dash the 40 in fast enough times. Like, does he need to? He's a homicide detective. What the fuck are we doing here again? The plot does not make any fucking sense. You're in this for the weirdness at hand. And so the way I was introduced to Wolfen, of course, was Terror in the Isles. And the Terror in the Isles only concerns itself with the Battery Park murders because they're the most grisly. It has the most gore. It introduces the Wolf-O-Vision. And um, it's cool. Like, it's a very cool sequence. Um, so when I saw the movie, I'm like, oh, look, like, hey, there's the thing from Terror in the Isles. This is going to be great. We're going to it's going to be a big gore fest. And it's like, no, some guy gets hit off a moped for like 45 minutes from now. But I mean, the one guy gets his one guy gets his like his, his like head knocked off at the end. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's true. But you don't even really know that guy. It's really weird. <laughs> And, and he, he kind of has a lot that. of buildup for like, we got to save these scions of the New York real estate game. I'm like, no, kill them, kill them all dead. And, and, you know, he, he kind of has that, you know, oh my God, my head's just been cut off, confused look on his decapitated yeah, head, which I love. True. Uh, so they go to the crime scene and they're, they're looking at it. They're like, oh, uh, something's really off here because this, this guy uh, the one of the bodyguards has a has a voodoo tattoo on his hand, and this goes nowhere, baby. This is a I don't know why it's said out loud other than casual racism. I don't know what it's about. It's never picked up again. It's just something that's said aloud, like it's going to make sense eventually, and it does not. Yeah, it's bare. It's barely a, a red herring. Yeah, um, and of course. Uh, we are meeting Albert Finney's Dewey here for the first time. A cop so disheveled, he buys 30 newspapers and all the donuts he can find <laughs> in mid-jog. Um, and we're, 
He's flown by helicopter to a murder scene, despite the fact that he was forced to take a leave of absence for reasons we are never told, even though everyone in the movie asks him about it. it it's sort of implied he killed someone, which, you know, it's like, well, he is a cop. Yeah. I mean, that that does yeah. occa- that does occasionally happen. But it's weirder that it has that it's 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 constantly mentioned, but it has no bearing on the plot, and it's you're never told what it is. And it, and it, and it actually implies like, oh, it, well, it, it, it actually implies that it's something way worse than you might think. Like he like accidentally killed yeah. a child or something, but it's like no one yes. ever no one ever says. I I don't know if that's like just the addition of Reginald Vell Johnson who shows up at one point as a as a background character. And you're like, am I transferring my knowledge of his diehard character into this? But yeah, he he suggests that he that he shot some uh, a partner inside of the locker room that he might have killed a kid that he definitely shot someone in cold blood. And you're like, Wait a second. Have you done all these things? Is he a secret lowdown murderer? But he's just too good of a cop, and they got to keep bringing him back. It, it none of it makes fucking sense, and it doesn't have any bearing on the plot overall. No, no, yeah. There's a lot of like you know, crumbs dropped, but then they don't even go anywhere. It's a ramshackle movie, you know, and I, I think they were. Obviously, like the 80s hasn't really hit necessarily. There's there's no real glaring 80s-ness to this movie. So there's that shaggy dog 70s ensemble-ness to this movie. But also, you know, it's a movie about supposedly supernatural wolves hunting down rich people in Manhattan. I'd like a bit more of an explanation of things, but that's not this movie's way. It just spends a lot of time in control rooms, looking at black screens and they're like, Oh yeah, move that guy over here and do that there. You're like, who the fuck is this? Why, why is this happening? Why am I staring at this star Wars control room? What the fuck is happening? (laughs) And it turns out to be a private security company who's doing such a shitty job of protecting these real estate people that they're constantly being bitten in half by werewolves, but not. (laughs) And the only reason like they continue to exist in the movies, you Kind of well, you need Diane Venora to show up. Yeah, that whose primary whose primary purpose is to get involved in what might be might be. I'd be happy for someone to to tell me how I might be wrong. Might be the Mm -hmm. most unconvincing romance that has ever been committed to (laughs) to American film. It is. It is. I I think I might be with you, Gina. It is confounding how they like not a drop of, the fact that they both, of chemistry. Not not a drop. No, no. The, there are two people in this movie who have a ton of chemistry. That's Gregory Hines and Tom Noonan. <laughs> These two are who the movie should be about. Oh yeah, a buddy cop the, movie like, with Gregory Hines and Tom Noonan. Hell yeah. <laughs> we are fucking denied. We've been denied. Why aren't there three or four Gregory Hines, Tom Noonan, 
you know, A and B, good cop, bad cop, them being, you know, face off between the two of them where one's a good guy, one's a bad guy, where both of them are bad guy, whatever, like a madcap comedy adventure. They're the only two people in this movie who just spark whenever they're next to one another in a room. You're like, this is the movie I signed up for. And then unfortunately they kill one of them. And Gregory Hines is like, I don't know. Albert Finney, you want to do a scene with me? He's like, ah, I like <laughs> bourbon. And you're like, okay. But but yeah, like so at one point they like they they end up in bed together. And I'm like, what the hell did this happen? <laughs> like, like, at the one, setup for this, Gina, yeah. it, it's so fucking wild. He is so concerned that maybe a wolf is eating her that he busts into her apartment, does a front roll on the ground with a gun, and she's like can I do something for you? And he's like, oh, I was worried you might've been eaten by a wolf. And she's like, you know what you need? A bath and a, a tumbler of gin. <laughs> and then somehow they end up fucking, you know, he's why? Like, Cause I guess they both have parts that interconnect like any other man and women, woman on earth. But this makes no fucking sense. They have no sexual chemistry at all. And then to add injury and to insult, if I might put it so boldly, we get to see Albert Finney's flat ass in Wolfen Vision. Wolfen Vision. Wolfen Vision, Albert Finney ass. Because they're also, the, 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 the Wolfens are also pervs. They're pervs who can crawl up buildings who are like, ooh, who be fucking? These two? I don't know, Doris. I don't get it. We've been watching them for days. Did you predict this? I didn't. Like those wolves have to be talking to each other. Like, I don't get this at all. I'm thirsty for their blood. But now that they've touched private parts, it's going to make it weird. I'm just thinking about like, you know, again, to compare this to um, American Werewolf and Howling. Like both of those movies, you know, also have sex scenes. But they are yes. between characters who who have a, a lot of chemistry. Like you have a you yes. know you, you have like a romance between David and Alex in in an American mm-hmm. werewolf and that that's believable. Um yes. and then you have in uh in the howling, you have uh D. Wallace's husband, and you've got the sexy lady wolfman who's basically undressing him with her eyes as soon as they get to the campsite. So, you know, it, right. It, that, it, that's you about know, it, a seduct she is literally trying to seduce him into being a werewolf. Like that is right. the point of that. Right. So and that's this is you know, like, that, I know that, we've reached the hour mark. Someone better be fucking. Yeah, and it's like so we better we, we better clarify that these two actually like each other because we can't figure out what else they're doing together. No, Diane Venora is playing like a weird fax machine where she just spews out data dumps about terrorism that don't fucking matter at all. It is the weirdest shit about quote unquote terrorism as people understood it in 1980, which by all accounts, they didn't at all. And they're like, I don't know. Sometimes drug dealers slice people open and they pull out their tongues and you're like, great, that's not terrorism. 
That's the drug trade. Can we keep on fucking topic? We're supposed to be hunting supernatural <laughs> wolves. Yeah, it's so somebody really did there. Maybe it was Whitley Stryber who who wrote the book this was based on. You know, so mm. somebody somebody did mm. a lot of research for for this, you know, the plot of this, and they are they are gonna make sure that you know it. Yes. Oh no, this does reek of I'm an author and I did a lot of research. And so you are going to pay the price for that. And I'm going to expose you to the facts I have gathered. And you're like, I have shown up here for supernatural wolves. And you're like, no, 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 no. Let's have a long conversation about what I feel is terrorism. It's like, no, I don't fucking care. I think it would have been just funny if like, instead of like Diane Benora's character, you had like, uh, mm-hmm. um, like Gavin from the kids in the hall, the little kid character just kind of tag along <laughs> with, with Albert Finney's character is like, you know, sometimes drug dealers cut open their victims and they pull their tongue out. And just be like, wow. and just, and just like, like, you know, after a while, Albert Finney just put, doing theory, puts the hand in the kid's face. Like get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That's okay, detective. I'm in a big bike race. And it just takes <laughs> off. Exactly. <laughs> Better movie. Oh, my God. Better movie. Better movie. Spare, spare the and spares of some like an the- absolutely juiceless sex scene. <laughs> uh, yes. And it's it's particularly weird in a, in a movie that, you know, says out loud, like, Part of this is about colonialism and that's part of the backstory. And it's very important that we expose, you know, the reality of the indigenous tribes who occupied this land and now have no rights to it and the inherent unfairness to that. And then hire Edward James almost to portray <laughs> you're the only speaking part of a native American in the entire film. Like, uh, this is not the only movie to have done it by any means. It seems to have been the law in the 1970s that no indigenous actor could work. But again, Edward James almost is hot off a zoot suit and he comes into this firing all his actor guns into the air. Oh, oh he's constantly. Oh, he's, he's meth- having a blast. <laughs> he's methoding the hell out of this movie. <laughs> this like mystical wolf creature movie. Oh, it's okay. So all right, now I mean, we have to we have to, worth- we have to we have to we have to stop for a moment. We have to stop for a moment because it turns okay. out this has been a repeat sure. pattern in movies that we've covered is is native okay. character indigenous characters played by non-indigenous actors. So right, I, I, right, I have right, to right. ask, who is your, who do you, mm-hmm. who is your favorite? Edward James Olmos, uh, Armand mm-hmm. Asante in Prophecy, or, sure, uh, or Nick Mancuso in Nightwing? Oh, God. I mean, Edward James almost by a country goddamn mile. Um, Nick Mancuso is, we know he's a human being because you can't see through him. I mean, there are a few lead performances that are more wooden than his in Nightwing. A, a very funny episode that seems to have gotten lost in the animal attacks April. Whenever we do a big five-parter, people seem to fall off. I don't know why. But that is a, a funny episode, and he is truly wooden in that uh, misadventure of a film. Armand Asante 
in in prophecy makes an axe fight boring. That is hard to do. <laughs> and he is miscast so badly. There's nothing about that performance that reads like he's a true human being. It's it's truly wild. Whereas Edward James almost is hot as fuck in this and is just trying anything he can. And as soon as he whips off his clothes, you get to see his dong. So <laughs> take that, Armand Asante. Yeah, did I get to see Nick Mancuso hanging Batwing? No, I did not. But, but my favorite, my favorite even line. Even in Shadow, he yeah. has the kind of dick that says, I need to find the light. <laughs> My favorite, my favorite line in the whole in the whole movie is said by him when like, like he like he makes uh, Albert Finney climb to the top of the Brooklyn Bridge. <laughs> like, just, oh yeah, my just, god! Just go up, just that, go up on those girders, and you know you'll 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 see him. He's just, just hanging up there having his lunch. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and, Albert, and so you get to see Albert Finney huff it up this <laughs> bridge, and I I, I get it. I would be in the same condition, right? I don't want, I don't like heights. This isn't the kind of thing I want to do. But Albert Finney is like showing every part of his, I can't believe I signed up for this <laughs> fucking shit. And then Edward James almost is like, I'm having a blast. <laughs> he's like, so he's like asking him about, about like, you know, you know indigenous you know, mythology. And uh, and Albert mm-hmm. Finney's like, what do you think about shape shifting? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and 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 Edward James Wilson says, "Sure, I drink like a fish and fuck like a rabbit." <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like, and just, you know what? He's making it sounds a, believable. He's making a meal of that entire lie. He's like, sure. <laughs> yeah. The entire thing between and, and it goes fucking nowhere. Nope, it's all in, uh, it, it's yet all another misdirection. It's all misdirection. He knows he's watching him. He's like, you know what? I'm gonna get super drunk. I'm gonna go down to the water. I'm gonna get fuck ass naked. I'm gonna put an Alka Seltzer in my I'm gonna put an Alka Seltzer in my mouth so I look like I'm foaming. <laughs> Just do fuck with Albert Finney like Hey, you wasted an entire evening, ass wipe. And he's thrilled about it. And you're kind of like, I mean, I I enjoyed, you know, watching the dog and everything. <laughs> but it's yet another dead end in a movie with that thinks it's a twist and a turn, but everything's just a cul-de-sac where you don't know the address. And so um it, it's it it's a weird thing to both recommend a movie that is not particularly successful in any particular avenue but it is an interesting failure yeah i mean it's not poorly made it's it's poorly no. it's poorly written mm. it's poorly written is the is the is the definitely poorly you know it's it, it i think it suffers from the same problems uh that the the recent the new halloween trilogy has and that mm-hmm. like yeah. they came up with a lot of ideas and had an absolute unwillingness sure, sure. to to narrow down any of those ideas or to rate them you know from you know this is the weakest idea to this is the strongest idea they're all strong ideas so they're going to use right. they're going to use them all in some capacity or another and i guess you know mm-hmm. sort of you know, present them as if they're red herrings except they're really not those those Halloween movies, man. 
as much as I like that 2018 one. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, they're not great. And kills is completely fucking unnecessary and ends is at least audacious, but ultimately kind of just like a, I mean, it's got some okay gore sequences, but it really hangs all the characters out to a dry that it has established and then pours itself into a character that you're like, okay, now you're the lead of this movie. And <laughs> I mean, if people want to know our full thoughts, uh, you wrote a very good review of it. And of course on Patreon, we have a watch along, a commentary for people and they can hear about my ideas in real time as they are happening. As I unbelievingly witness that motion picture unfold in front of my eye sockets. <laughs> But yeah, I don't think, you know, uh, I, I don't think Wolfen is, is, you know, it looks good. You know, I, I, I this, the, 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 if you're watching for the first time, the, the, the Wolf of Vision probably seems pretty corny, but, but yeah, at the time yeah. it was, it was, you know, considered, you know, fairly high tech as far as special effects go. Mm-hmm. And again, in, 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 yeah, yeah. Sep- in differentiating it from the howling and American world, they, they had to rely on that. Because there was no big, you know, showpiece transformation scene. Because they're not actually wolf men; they're 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 wolves or dogs or right, yeah. some sort of, you know, maybe supernatural being, but also maybe not. I, it's that's that's the problem. It's not clear. It doesn't have to answer every question, but it if at the end of this is like they're dogs, but not is kind of like that's not that's not that's not a solution. They can't be supernatural to the point where they can leap up buildings and imitate babies, but also they're just doggies. And it's just, it's not, it's not interesting. Not when they're having to compete with Albert Finney flirting with a hot dog in his mouth. Like (laughs) that's taking up a lot of oxygen and space in this film. I want to go back to talking about Gregory Hines and Tom Noonan for a moment because they they are definitely the the, the highlights of the movie to to the point where I was genuinely, I'm genuinely sorry that they both get killed off. It sucks. It sucks because they, the film is trying to make you like them and you really, really do. And they kind of get shitty deaths on top of it. They're not glorious. They're just kind of like, I don't know, maybe he falls off a moped. That, that just doesn't help. It doesn't help either of them that they they get sucky deaths. Yeah, well, the, as part of the, you know, you know, why is this happening? This has nothing to do with the with the rest of the movie. Apparently, Tom Noonan's character calls in fake, like, like, you know, oh, there's a, you know, there's a fire. Come and put it out because I guess he gets excited yeah. at seeing like the fire truck show up, which is a a you know a, a, a weird little twist in this movie that again is really not relevant to anything. But but you know, it's just I, a, it's I, a bizarre little moment in this movie. What I think he's attempting to do, and the movie is very bad at communicating this idea, is that he has called this this fake fire in. So that the siren sound and the sirens will trigger the wolves to howl and he will know where the wolves are by their involuntary howls. And really? that is what he's reacting to. Because my impression but is the he- way the film. 
Yeah, the wine pressure, he just, that's just something he- doing constantly to get off on it? That's just something he did, like, you know, like, because he looked very excited (laughs) about it. It's it's because he hears the howls in the distance. But again, the film is so poorly communicating this idea that you're absolutely right. For For half the audience, I'm sure that's what they think, because that's the only thing you can think. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, okay, he's a pervert. (laughs) Yes. Then he he can't get an erection unless a fire truck passes by, which is like, okay, (laughs) that's something. But again, not that doesn't make a goddamn movie. The fact that the hair expert is bald and they're like, hey, Baldy, (laughs) look at this hair. (laughs) I do. I do. I do like that. moments where like i i think they are trying to be to 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 be funny and again like almost everything mm-hmm. gregory Hines says is funny but also you know this yes. is this is delivery too it's because he's a fucking movie star because every time gregory Hines is on camera no matter what film he's in he's way more exciting than half the shit you're going to see he's fucking electric it's the why he popped off of broadway for as a dancer to become a fucking movie star because some people are just born movie stars you can't look at gregory hines go there's the most conventional looking leading man but he is electric there's just he has a personality and a spirit that just leaps off the screen and you go i don't know what that guy does, but I want to follow him doing it. And uh, it, it's, it's no different here. It's just that the film doesn't rise to the occasion of giving him enough to do. And then it puts him in the place of being the, the you know, the black character who's backing up our white savior against an indigenous revenge plot and he dies. Well, yeah, I was like, going to say, I was going to say, the, why? their mistake is, you know, in making the, you know, the, 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 the black character who's inevitably going to get killed, making him charming and funny and likable and you know, way more enjoyable a character than the leading man. Yes. It's just like at the end of this, you're kind of like, did someone have a coupon for wolves? <laughs> like it's all we can do we're showing up with some huskies and it's it's veronica all over again <laughs> just like i don't know we paid for these dogs we better use them yeah and then and and then like you know uh they 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 decide not to kill albert finney because he basically says i hate buildings too and like smashes them <laughs> you're right <laughs> eat the rich don't look at my apartment because if you looked at my apartment you might think i was rich but really it's just like generational wealth and you know the I way mean, manhattan is shaking out in the aftermath of the 70s but you know like a couple of years from now that's going to be worth millions but right now it's dirt cheap and they're like, okay, stop talking to us about this. And they take off. Yeah, I was gonna then, I was gonna say honestly, because just, we could use some wolfins now because like there's no affordable housing here for anybody. Yeah, no. We need we need uh listen, Dark Brandon, get some wolfins into some city centers and let's work on some shit. Just drop some like, wolf just drop some no wolfins. You, can, you know, a couple here and there. <laughs> 
let the problem work itself out. Yeah, they're not going to hurt me. I don't live. I don't live in a desi- <laughs> I, I don't live in a desirable part of the city. I'll be fine. I live in Los Angeles. Uh, every house here is over a million dollars. So it's not like I'm super super rich. I just happen like this is all we can do here. So what are you gonna like? Come on. Um, but there's plenty of rich people to eat. Let's get some wolfing in here and get to snacking. Um, it would be great. I'd enjoy it very, very much. Um, is there anything that we've missed? I mean, I do like that they prevent present us with three different types of vision. We have the predator vision that they use as a lie detector. They have the predator vision where the wolves see your heat. <laughs> and then there's also I'm on drugs vision. <laughs> we just have a guy who's on drugs and like wow 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 and the and the bulls are like listen this isn't what i usually eat but i'm hungry and then that's when we learned that they don't eat cancer so they've got to be smart <laughs> they can like smell it on you or something yeah yeah um yeah i like i, I like the fact that in the end they go to the Bronx with these uh, long rifles that have night scopes, but the night scopes don't have targets on them. How would you know where to shoot? <laughs> How are you going to fucking aim that gun? It's so stupid. <laughs> no one thought, no one gave any of this a second thought. And sometimes it turns out great. And sometimes it's like, I don't know, man, you might need a second pass on this. Um, I don't know how Wolfen did at the box office, but I can't imagine it was great. I, I don't think so. No, like I said, it's, I try to remember which one of them of the three werewolf movies came out first because they all came out the same year, which is, which is unbelievable to me that, that, that is, that is wild that they were, that they all were apparently, you know, filmed without, you know, knowledge of, you know, the other two's existence. Um, yeah, this didn't. This was on a budget of seventeen million, and it only made ten million. Uh, and it oh came, yeah. So not not so good. Um, not uh, good. I mean, Roger Ebert very much liked it. Um, he said, "Of course, of course, Roger Ebert loved this movie because it was a shaggy story with no fucking plot." Uh, yeah. So this came out. This came out. Stopped the gore after the five minute mark. It, uh, it this came out in uh, July of eighty one, whereas uh, mm. I, I'm trying to look up my I'm trying to look up look you up on Wikipedia American Werewolf in London and you're not responding to me. Well, that was only that was only there was only a month apart between those two. Wolfen came yeah. out in July. Yeah, this, American, American Werewolf comes out in August in the depths of 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 uh, of of the summer. And opens to the same amount. They both made three million their opening weekend, but American Werewolf continues to make money and ends up making sixty-two million dollars. Yeah, because that was that would that coasted a lot of word of mouth because of the these transformation scenes, which which again this movie yeah. very much lacks. Okay, the Howling was after the first one to come out. That came out in March of eighty-one. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, like the problem with, with Wolfen, which is, you know, sandwiched right between those two movies is there is no big, you know, special effects showpiece. Like, I mean, the, 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 the the kills are not terrible. 
Um, you know, the, 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 the head coming off is pretty good. It looks like they actually just mm-hmm. put the actor in a structure to make it look you, that, you know, he was operating his own severed head. So that, that was, yes, that was pretty yeah, yeah. decent, but you know, it, it really suffers in comparison, but at the same time, I think it wanted to be a, a it didn't want to be a monster movie. It, it wanted to be a kind of serious yes movie with a you know pro environmentalist you know the pro actually pro environment you know anti-capitalism you you anti-progress message it just happens to have a supernatural element that it does not want to invest in i think would have helped its message ultimately but they they soft pedaled it and i i think that takes it takes a little bit out of it but i think it's well worth everyone's time in the fact that you're just ne- you don't get to see a horror movie this stacked with that guys in various roles like there's one scene where they just walk into like the the NYPD's detective's office and every single one of those people you've seen on a on a law and order. Yeah. Every single and, one. And uh um Baldy, the 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 uh, the one guy at work he's the the, the principal from the Back to expert. the Yeah, he's the principal from Back to the Future yeah. and he's been a ton of different things. Um and again, you know, mm-hmm. if nothing else, enjoy all the scenes limited as they are with Gregory Hines and Tom Noonan, especially when they're on screen together. Cause Tom Noonan, you may not recognize him at first cause, cause he's got a beard. He's, he's, he's kind of got that like, you know, nature, you know, you know, nature boy thing, but it's definitely him. And, and you can tell it's him because yeah. he gives off that weird Tom Noonan energy. You know, he, he there's, at one <laughs> point he's watching. That's he, quite evident. He, at one point he's watching like a, uh, a, uh, footage of, of wolves in the wild kind of looks a little turned on <laughs> and, then, and, then, yeah. and and then it seems to be his go-to right and then and then like in the footage the wolves start getting you know shot at by hunters and he starts crying and, and, and it's just like yep that's mm-hmm. that's my boy my boy tommy and t noon mm-hmm. nobody does it like him when it comes to deaths in this everyone's being at so it's kind of like, do you want your head bitten off or do you want a limb bitten off? Because that's pretty much how it goes. Or do you want to roll down the stairs with Albert Finney on top of you? Ooh. Because that also happens. No. That's how Albert Finney protects the woman he quote unquote wants to have sex with. Is he he grabs her from behind and they roll down the grotiest set of stairs you've ever seen in your life. And he's just rolling on top of her over and over and over again. Like this is not protection. This is uh you are not exactly Prince charming in this circumstance. So uh, do you want to die by, if we're going to choose our own death venture, you're going to get a limb or are you going to get your head bitten off? Uh, I get, I guess, I guess a limb. At least you get to clutch a gun and they find your gun and who knows what kind of fun symbols they find on your hand. I was going to say, I have a cool, I have a cool ring. Yeah, you got a cool ring. You can show off some jewelry, sell that on eBay or Etsy. I'm going to go with my head bitten off because at least when my head's bitten off, I get to live in that fun apartment with all those mirrors. But it's also, it's one of those New York apartments that that's big, but small at the same time. Cause it's kind of like a corner, but not, a full room. You, you, It'd be hard to buy furniture for. But you could do so much cocaine on all those mirrored surfaces. So much cocaine. Oh, yeah. It's very true. 
just, uh, the world's largest. You, you might be so high on cocaine sure. you won't even realize that 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 your your head has been bitten off, and then you too will 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 look momentarily confused. <laughs> uh, that's a goal I'm gonna have to make for myself. Like I like I, I had a body here a minute ago. <laughs> Doris, he thinks he still has a body. Can you believe this? I bit his whole head off. And now he's like confused. Like, I don't get this. Like, we've been snacking on his whole family. He's like, I thought I avoided this fate. Like, no, no, no. No one avoids the wolfen. So it's my new wolf character, the wolfen, whose friend Doris he talks to. Uh, Josh Hollis does all of our artwork and Revenge Body does all of our music. Go to Revenge Body Memphis at... Uh, bandcamp.com to get this theme and all of the remixes gina where can people find you on these here internets i write about television and movies at the spool.net um i have a newsletter it's gina watches things.substack.com it's entirely possible i might write about wolfen at some point who knows we may just see Sure. Um, and I am mm-hmm. on Twitter for however long it lasts and it's waning days under, uh, under Gina does things. Yeah. Do it today. People check us out on Twitter. Cause it's, it will probably be, uh, sold inside of, uh, a TJ Maxx before you know it. Um, we're over on Facebook, another dying social media platform. So why not try us there or Instagram, a platform that has gone down three times this week. So it's great. I've also landed on TikTok and I've shown my face there once. So if you want to see that, uh, look, look for that. I'm not very good at it, but who wants to be? Certainly not I. Uh, but that just about, oh, of course we have Patreon. Go over to Patreon where this month we're talking about uh, an episode of Starsky and Hutch where they hunt a vampire played by John Saxon. John fucking Saxon. That's right. John Saxon's a vampire being hunted by Starsky and or Hutch. And then at the end of the month, we will be talking about the original Friday the 13th Uh, as we continue our commentary series and return to the franchise that done bored us. And that just about does it. Thank you for hanging around as we have these sort of off week episodes here. We're still trying to find our feet towards the end of the year. It always gets a little difficult. So I apologize for that, but we, we still want to give you a show and, and, and talk about movies with you because that's what we enjoy doing. So thank you for your time and attention in this manner. Don't worry, folks. The body count will continue here at Kill by Kill. For myself and for Gina. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye.